Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we are so delighted that you have welcomed us mm. into your home. You know, we would love to hear from you, so send us an email with your question or your comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Well, today our guest <coughs> is Dr. John Bukowski. Now, he is a pro-life OBGYN and founder of multiple female reproductive health institutions. He has written a riveting account on his reversion to the Catholic faith and his departure from the world of surgical abortion Amen. in favor of life and service to those in need. His beautiful book is called Two Patients, My Conversion from Abortion to Life-Affirming Medicine. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And we've had Doc on our right. show before. Yeah. And then he was recently on, I think it was Pro-Life Weekly, okay. one of those beautiful ladies on Sunday morning and just shared yeah. his story. And I was like, I want to have him back on our show. Um, we're kind of swimming in the same stream with loving and treating and caring um, at our pregnancy medical center here in Birmingham, her choice, loving and caring for the least of these. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's a privilege to have him. I'm excited. Absolutely. And it's, it's a great, he's a great source of hope mm -hmm. for the pro-life movement. Yes. Because it's just like, how dark can things get? And how can people do these things? How can somebody abort a child and so on? And, and he is a cause for rejoicing because of God's divine mercy in his life. Yes. That, that God woke him up. We were speaking about John Paul II mm -hmm. and him being like a meteor in a dark night. Uh, you know, and, and so these people who are lapsed from the church, and John was lapsed from the church, Dr. Bruchowski, mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's all of a sudden you hear something, you see something, you have an experience. And he, he had that experience mm -hmm. of being involved, of aborting a child, and in the other room, the same gestational age, trying to save this child's life. Yes. What is that? About? What's going on? What kind mm -hmm. of dissonance is there between these two? How do you get to that place and you're a Catholic and your daddy's a strong Catholic? and you? So there's so much in this story of conversion, God waking people up, God finally snapping your head and, and seeing the truth that goes on. And so uh, there's a mystery of iniquity and there's a mystery of God's grace and divine mercy. Mm. You are gonna be incredibly blessed by this witness and by this testimony. And it'll be a great cause of hope for you, especially mm. those who've been directly involved with abortion. That John Paul said you'll not only be forgiven, but you'll become one of the most eloquent spokespersons on behalf of the gospel of life. God's not done with you yet. Mm. He's got a great future in store for you, no matter what sins you've committed. Those who are forgiven much, love much. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and today our guest is Dr. John Bukowski. He is a pro-life OBGYN and founder of multiple female reproductive health institutions. He has written a riveting account of his reversion to the Catholic faith and his departure from the world of surgical abortion in favor of life and service now to those in need. 
So his beautiful book is entitled, Two Patients, My Conversion from Abortion to Life-Affirming Medicine. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. Well, Doc, welcome back. It's great to see you, Joy and it Jim. Is, it is really... good to have you. We miss your wife this time because the yes. last time you were here, yes. you had your beloved with you. Well, tell our family a little bit about your story, your reversion, um, what God did to you and through you, and now where you are at this very young age sure. in your life. Yeah, very young, very <laughs> young. Um, because of my parents, they not only brought me to baptism, but they brought me to the consecration to the sacred and immaculate heart. So divine mercy has been following me my whole life. And like you talked about, uh, the mystery of iniquity is also the mystery of divine mercy. Amen. And divine mercy is attracted. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a bee to honey. It's like a, it's like a bee right. to the nectar towards misery. Yes. And because when you are, when you were brought up in a way of fearing the Lord and you end up through education and through poor teaching, relativized teaching, even within the church, mm. it's not that big of a deal. Abort children, do the best you can. God understands. And so I found myself in the slop. Why? Because the fear of man, the fear of woman, the division that started in the garden began to slowly seep in deeper and deeper and deeper. And you just slowly wake up one day believing that abortion is good medicine. I wanted to be the best OBGYN I could be. And John Paul kept talking about, you, you're surrounded by misery, we need to respond. But when you fear man and not God, what's the beginning of wisdom? Fear of the Lord. Mm. And the world is constantly at every turn. No, 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 no. You're God. Fear your own unhappiness. Seek X, Y, and Z. Seek abortion. It's good health care. It's good for women. It'll advance. It doesn't. It's brutal. And it's violent. And yet, there for the grace of God go I. Mm -hmm. Mercy was with me, yeah. alongside me, crying, but accompanying me just like my parents. They never gave up on me. And that's why I'm here, because what you do on this program, you witness mm -hmm. mercy. Okay. From, the, from the head, those 18 inches to the heart, mm -hmm. I'm sitting with you. That's what we try to do in medicine. That's called medicine as mercy. So Tepiak OBGYN is the OBGYN practice fully in the teachings of the Catholic faith. We're excellent at what we do. This is what I heard in my conversion. Mm -hmm. X, be excellent, Johnny. See the underserved alongside the served. It's both and. You can bridge the left and the right in all different political stripes because divine mercy is for everyone. And oh, by the way, follow the teachings of my son's church in scripture and tradition. That's what we do. And we do it from perinatal hospice all the way to working with, collaborating closely with pregnancy resource centers as a medical practice. Mm -hmm. And so this, uh, I've written this book of hope 
called two patients, and uh, I'm just grateful to be with you. Yeah. It's wonderful to be with you. Um, thinking some of what I've read in the book, Joy and I, and uh, your father's faith, what oh. a great man of faith, and like you said, reared you in the faith, and I think as I re read on, it was yeah. really like you were even more attracted to your mother's faith, it seemed that she was outstanding too. Yes. Um, and uh, you, you speak in your book about, uh, I don't know if you were playing ball or something, and then your father drove up that day, and he said, you know, Johnny, today's, today's a, a black mm. day, yeah. a day of darkness, and you're like, okay, well, what's going on? He said, they legalized abortion today. Your father's heart was broken. Yes, sir. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I grew up How in How do you get from there to... No. Listen, evil, it's the mystery of iniquity. What do we say on Easter Sunday? Oh, glorious fault. All things work to the good to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans eight twenty eight. Everything in our life, when we start with Christ, believing that he died and rose so we can be redeemed, the life of baptism, yeah. the life of rebirth, what my non-Catholic brothers and sisters call the birth of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's what the sacraments are. Mm -hmm. When we touch patients' bodies, we're touching the body of Christ. And so what happens is, here I am, young kid. We were Polish. I grew up with saying decades and rosaries. We knew Kolbe. We knew Edith Stein. We knew... John Paul, Vo Cardinal yeah. Wojtyla. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These were our people. Mm -hmm. We have family members who died in World War II in mm -hmm. the camps. Mm -hmm. We have family members who the Russians hurt and brutalized. It's real to us. Mm -hmm. Practical atheism is real to us. And yet, there I was, shooting baskets, practicing. Right. I was a little chubby kid, but boy, I could shoot the <laughs> lights out of the ball. I just wasn't fast enough. But Daddy drives up in his Volkswagen. I'm t okay. It was uh, it was Rose. It was the day Roe went past. Yeah. Johnny, it's Black Monday. That was it. They, America just legalized abortion for everyone. Mm -hmm. And now, as our world is post Dobbs, and now they're trying to enshrine abortion in states across the country, most notably Ohio. This is where we are today. Mm -hmm. It's the same, because it, it's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of allowing divine mercy to really affect us. And the way that we transmit it is not only through language and prayer and sacrifice and novenas and everything that was given, but it's by witness. So we're witnessing it, we try to, in medicine. Divine mercy care is the umbrella over Tepeyac. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we believe that medicine is an act of mercy. Mm. And it goes back to what you all talk about. Health is relational. <laughs> there is one mediator, as you and I spoke about, yeah. truly. Mm -hmm. But we are the blunt instruments. Your relationship, the relationship between patient and her, her family, patient and her doctor, mm -hmm. but both yeah. with Abba mm -hmm. and Ima and the cloud of witnesses. And so... Um, this is how we witness this. Medicine becomes an act of mercy. You hate disease, sin, mm -hmm. but you love the patient. And that's why, because I found in my life that I saw when I came face to face with the sacred and immaculate heart through the intercessory prayer of my parents and all you pro-life people 
who have prayed for conversion, mm. it's me. I'm the poster child. Mm. I can't throw stones because therefore the grace of God go I. Mm. It's grace, grace alone. <laughs> and then we're redeemed. So you can act differently than you did because I can't do this. Nobody can do this. And you can do this in health because body, souls, and spirits were all put together, right? Mm -hmm. We are integrated children of the king and the queen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have everything inside of us and the world is just built because of sin and death. No, no, we ain't doing this. No, 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 no. His death doesn't matter. Lose your hope. Be mm -hmm. despairing. Mm -hmm. Well, real health is both medical, the art of accompaniment, the psychological, and also the spiritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not only do we have to be excellent in medicine, and for anybody out there who's struggling, young students, residents, interns, doctors, med uh, midwives, nurse practitioners, please, re please reach out, because we just accompany and then pass you on to the experts that are out there, Catholic Medical, and De Catholic Medical Association, Christian Medical and Dental, the American Association of Pro-Life OBGYNs. There's incredible resources. And it's just a matter of saying, no, God's mercy can penetrate the hardest of hearts. And I know that because when you dismember a two pound member of the human family, when you seek and destroy them, that night that truly split me, in one room I was saving it because the mother wanted it. Same age, same problem. In the other room, the mom didn't want it, I didn't want it, the hospital didn't want it, society didn't want it, so I aborted it. Right. It was born alive. Mm. And thank God, because then that witness of mercy, because not only were the young students beginning to say, hey dude, why do you do this? Mm. Like, isn't this barbaric? No, it's good for women, it's good healthcare. That was the hook. Politics, it was a political solution to a problem in OBGYN in the world. Right. We saw it in the 20s, we've seen it forever, right. but it became really popularly political throughout the world with the eugenics movement, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden it's worked in because why? Most sick babies now are aborted in good mm -hmm. hospitals mm -hmm. because they're sick, they're not perfect. Right. And we find ourselves people walking through the clouds. Mm -hmm. I think of Yeats, uh, um, the famous uh, mm. Irish poet, about, you know, the center's not holding. <laughs> we walk around in a fog. Mm -hmm. The lion is prowling slowly, slouching towards Bethlehem, he says, but he's not slouching because he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's slouching because he's as sly as a serpent. Mm -hmm. And he knows he doesn't, he's underneath our conscience. And yet we're helping, the conscience is still there. The love of Jesus Christ is still inside, especially for us baptized Christians. Mm -hmm. Sacraments are real. When you give yourself to Jesus Christ in my evangelical days, God love you. It's real. Mm -hmm. But then you gotta live it in love, right? Right, and, and we uh, need the saints to help us to live that in love, right? Example. And, and you, you know, how the doctor confronted you and said, stop, stop, turning over tumors to me, right? Stop treating my patients as tumors. Right. Dr. Debbie Plum, she said it as if it was part of the medical intensive care, mm. not for the little girl that I just birthed, mm -hmm. but for me. Yeah. 
Right. I was in the intensive care unit and I didn't even know it. Stop treating my patients as tumors. Mm. And by the way, have coffee with me tomorrow. Right. And then came the discipleship or right. the relationship with the mediator in that coffee shop. Mm -hmm. You know how it says marriage takes three? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Medicine takes three, too. Yeah. I mean, in all of what we do, because it, it always takes three because it lifts us out of the lie, right? Because you believed a lie that you were helping women by, because they wanted abortion. So you were being a good doc, you were being good in medicine, and you were believing that this was women's health care. Yes. And this was her option. Yes. It was legal. The law is a teacher. Yes. And you were just going along with the flow of it. It's living the lie. Mm -hmm. And it's a way to shake us up out of our doldrums. For me, the Lord used abortion and the intercessory prayer. I can't explain it. It's the mystery of iniquity, as you would say, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, the mystery of divine mercy, the paradox of our faith, virgin and mother, faith and reason, body and soul, I can go on and on and on. What a gift. What a mercy. Yeah. And then the magisterial teaching on how do you bring that into medicine. You can share it with people because right now at this moment, we are the last wall, it seems, mm -hmm. at times. Doc, if you could, we got a, a minute or so sure, before sure. the break. Just clarify for us again when you said a second Pentecost, what that means for you. In a when, minute. <laughs> when, that's okay. When I touched the heart of Christ through the help of the Blessed Mother in my prayer on a hill, I felt on fire. I fell down. I'm a man of unclean lips in a land of unclean lips. I am not worthy. I am face down on the rock on this hill. And when they lifted me up, I was on fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit, cleaning my mouth, mm -hmm. my right arm that did many of the surgical procedures. It went straight to my heart and I felt my heart melt. Mm. It became fleshy again. Mm. Scales came off my eyes. And yeah. I could now go out back to my department and go, uh, I can't do this anymore because right. it's wrong and it's violent. And they listened at the time. Mm. And then I could now go out and practice medicine in a new way. And you talk about a new wineskin? Right. <laughs> right. For us Polish people, maybe it's a new vodka bottle uh -huh. or something, but I'm mm -hmm. teasing. Yeah. I, just, I just know that it's real. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's going to enable us because we have the witness of Peter mm -hmm. and the witness of the mother in the middle of the group. Mm -hmm. Yes. And all of a sudden, we can yeah. go out. Yeah. Right. We're going to take a break at this point and be back with you for the closing segment. The name of the book is Two Patients, My Conversion from Abortion to Life-Affirming Medicine. EWTNRC.com, EWTNRC.com. Get the book. It's incredible. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Continuing our conversation with Dr. Brukowski, uh, my conversion from abortion to life-affirming medicine. Doc, we have just several minutes left, and, and you know, you go from such a darkness and 
dissonance regarding what's right and what's wrong to such clarity, like it's incredible. But I just want to touch on that kind of mix. Sure. Uh, what was going on with your own, you know, kind of science versus faith thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. your residency, um, abortion as good medicine, the so, dissonance between yeah. the city of God, city of man, yeah, that sure. kind of thing. W what's happening in the mind? You're so clear now, but you weren't. So what's happened is, is that you slowly get pulled into, like it's almost like an undercut current, mm -hmm. and it pulls you out of the mainstream of God's way, because everything was intellectualized. I believe, looking back, my mom and dad, you know, they taught me, they witnessed it, but it never made it from the 18 inches from my right. neocort, you know, my cortex and my thalamus and my mm -hmm. hippocampus to my heart. And my heart didn't get it back up to the head, even though I was well-educated, mm -hmm. you know, famous people were at our dinner table, got the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And yet, slowly but surely, you move away. And the world begins to implant lies that you, yeah. that you start believing in. And then your friends, because once again, I'm a man, but I'm a really good gynecologist, OBGYN, why? Because I listen to my female patients. I listen to their desire their mercy, their, I mean, their pain, you know, the pain of broken relationships, mm -hmm. the pain of the sexual revolution. Right. That's what it mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. And I was a part of it. And so there I am. And uh, our university, our medical center was the home of the first test tube baby. Wow. So we didn't even believe life began at mm -hmm. fertilization. Mm -hmm. Why? Because fertilization is a process. It's just like a process of implantation and then growth. And so they break it up into little pieces. Mm -hmm. There's no truth. Right. In fact, I'm the truth because I'm the scientist. Right. It's the same issue of the garden. Mm -hmm. right. And then just like Cain, right? He was mm -hmm. the one that started the murder spree. Yeah. Uh, we're now murdering babies. Mm -hmm. It's the same sin in a different fashion, but we're here now. And it's either, do you have fear of the Lord who's the creator and Abba, daddy, or is it not? So there I was. Beginning, so I'm getting pulled, believe it or not, in all these directions. You need to abort all three trimesters. You need to be able to practice IVF and waste embryos. They're really property. They're not people. They're not your children. They're your property. You own them. You don't love them. And then you start doing transgender surgery early on. And then you start doing IUDs. As soon as the baby's out, oh, you're a poor young lady. I'm going to put an IUD right back inside of you because we can't help you in any other way. Mm -hmm. It was hopeless. Right. And we're dumping hormones into women's bodies just to handle every problem under the sun. Mm -hmm. So there I was. And yet through it all, my daddy would be sending me things, my mom would be saying the rosary, and mercy followed me through that. Yeah. And it's that slow process. The data is now coming in. Abortion and breast cancer, abortion and preterm birth, abortion and mental, abortion and mental illness. Mm -hmm. Now, the science is beginning. Well, no, no, you don't tell them that. Yeah. Right. You ask these other questions, and there we were. Finally, I was, you know, uh, pain goes right through the human heart, and it was going through mine, and I was, I was uh, dissonant, the dissonance yeah. of myself as a unity, built, made by God as a child, but also bodies. No, I'm being fractured, mm -hmm. and thank God uh, that it happened. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to stop right <clears throat> there, Doc. Thank God we have tomorrow to open this up more fully. And the thing that keeps touching me is that, you know, we're looking at him. His grave sin was that of doing abortions, and so we said, well, I would never do that. We're duped like he was duped in mm -hmm. so many ways. It's incredible. 
that mystery of iniquity that works. And we think we're doing right when we're really doing wrong. May the same light come to your sons and your daughters and your grandchildren and you and your marriage and your family that's come to this man. That divine mercy of God in the face of Jesus Christ that is attracted to our sins, that comes to our sins, that relates to us, that takes us up like an electrical wire and dies with us that we might know life. Plenty more to come tomorrow on the same topic. God bless you and all of you loved ones. Keep it on EWTN. Bye now. Mm -hmm.